What would your life be like if you tried one new thing every month? That was the big question I had for my guest today. Her name is Ann Bingham, entrepreneur and author of the book, The One New Thing Project, which releases tomorrow, actually, August 1st. Anne also offers a subscription service, a box mailed to your house every month with something new to do inside, so you don't have to spend time trying to figure out what new thing you'll try that month. In our interview, I got to explore the fact that I don't have to go hang gliding or mountain climbing or do anything dangerous in order to try new things. Any new thing opens up neural pathways that give you a wider range of experience and knowledge, and eventually lends to your overall range of capabilities. And any new failure can teach that failing doesn't have to be devastating. Let's get into the interview in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Second Mix Podcast, where creators and aspiring entrepreneurs go to reflect, revise, and remix their lives and find the mindset they need to thrive without conforming. Nobody's better than you, Nobody's smarter than you, and you don't need anyone's permission to succeed. My name is Matthew Bennett, and I was a miserable fool until I discovered all this stuff and changed my life. Now I'm passing it on and paying it forward. At the end of this episode, there's going to be a call to action to take some little step to remix your life. Take advantage of these exercises and watch things begin to change for you. I'm a professional development happiness expert, I guess is the easiest way to describe me. I get to try a lot of really new stuff and play around with it in my own life and see the results of how trying new things practically impacts us. My training is in psychology and I was an educator for a very, very, very long time. I got to sort of look at how kids interacted with new things and new experiences. But from an adult standpoint, we tend to pare that back a little bit and fall into things that are a little bit more comfortable with things that we're good at. And many of us intentionally shy away from things that are new because we might look silly. We might look um, foolish. We, we might not be good at that. There is very good science that tells us there is there are reasons to continue to do things that are new and novel. However, sometimes that gets mistaken with risky behavior, right? And so we when we think about that, a lot of times we think about folks that are these big, I'm gonna jump out of airplanes and the um, the thrill seekers and and lots of people think that's not me. And it doesn't have to be you. And so what I do is I show people it doesn't have to be you. You don't have to take big monstrous risks that are way, way outside of comfort of your comfort zone to have a big impact on your life and on your thinking and your creativity. The thing that you do, the new thing that you do. Does that have to be specific to anything you're trying to accomplish? Or is it just the fact that you're doing something new, something novel that actually improves your life? It can be, but it's no, it, it's literally just the act of doing something new and novel. So what that does is it starts to make your brain aware of things in your environment that are different, right? So there's a couple of things that happen when we do things that are new and novel. One is it starts to alert us to stuff that we're not used to seeing. 
when that happens, it sort of wakes up our our minds to, oh, I, I didn't know that, um, that that was even a thing. That starts to tune you into even more new things. So people ask me all the time, how do you find your new things? I've been doing this for almost 10 years now, right? So people ask me, how do you find new things? Well, the truth is, I li- they literally just fall in my lap. And that's because my brain is now attuned to seeing new stuff all around me. When I started, that wasn't the case. But that was because I was, at, like many of us, we're so focused in on what we're doing all the time that we're, we have a bit of tunnel vision. And that's the way we tend to solve problems. We, we see it as the way we've always done it, the way it's supposed to be done. And we don't, we, we quite frankly don't have the capability of looking much far out of, of that. But when you start to do new things, you start to see that we might be able to step out over here and look at it from an alternate point of view. And we might be able to pull in somebody who has this expertise because we might maybe have never thought of asking somebody from accounting about how to look at a project on uh, design. But they might have a good idea because it might actually impact their their department really heavily, but it just never quite occurred to us. And that's where doing new things really starts to open things up because our brain now is aware that that other options exist. This sounds a lot like, have you read uh, the book Range by David Epstein? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this, this, it, it kind of taps right into that idea of, yeah, of pulling in all these different disciplines into into one place to solve a problem with using a bunch of different disciplines. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So are you allowed to talk about what's in the boxes? Are they a surprise? How does that work? No, they start as a surprise. Then as the month goes on, um, shortly before they ship, I open them up on Facebook and then we start talking about what's in there. And the reason that I do that is because there is the level of discomfort with the unknown. And so people kind of want to know, like, oh, oh gosh, you know, again, are you sending me a box of snakes here or are you sending me um, something for the farmer's market? I mean, those are two really big things, right? Right. And so, um, so I do want to let people know a little bit about what's in the box so that they can know what to anticipate. From the, from the entrepreneur standpoint, I am interested. Did you start selling the boxes and then realize that it's a good idea to add the videos? Or is that something you started to do all at once? I started doing the boxes and then I added the videos. When I do the boxes, I do I do lots of videos and I've kind of done videos all through my experience. But when I do the boxes, I'll do videos saying, hey, so here's kind of some things that are coming up and I'll kind of tease a few clues about what do you think it might be and so on. And then I'll do kind of um, a box opening so that people can see what's in it. But then as part of the box, everybody gets a video of what they're going to be doing. I do it right along with them. This month, we um, we made homemade soda. And I had never done that. And so um, that's not faked. It's not faked at all. Okay. So, and I've had videos. There's, There's a great one on my Facebook page, actually, of me making mozzarella that goes 
horribly awry, horribly awry. And um, and like midway through, I look like it, it just, there's a moment where it goes like so bad and I look like I've lost my puppy. And because I'm like, well, I mean, this is just the way it goes sometimes. Um, <laughs> and so I don't ever want this to be the like the Rachel Ray, we're doing something and look, I did it and you didn't. And so sorry for you. That means you must be a failure. Cause like, that's just not what it is. If it doesn't go well for me, I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to tell you a couple ways to figure it out. Cause that's just the way life goes. So it's not just, it, it's, it's about uh, being vulnerable to failure. Yeah. I mean, one of the, I think, um, major things that I've learned with this process uh, is is figuring out failure. Um, I'm, to be really honest with you, I'm not good at failure at all. I was that kid in school that was um, crush. I always crushed the the curve, and you know, I, I wasn't good at that. As humans, we don't on purpose put ourselves in positions of failure. It's it's not a good idea for us. Um, you know, survival wise, right, right. If we're going to go out and put ourselves in a position to fail. It's probably going to end poorly for our species. And by doing this, it gives you a chance to learn to fail and learn how to respond to that safely. And so that also increases your problem solving really quickly. Like you pick up that curve really quickly. I used to have a lot of people who were like, you know, here's this book on failure, failing up, failing up, all of that stuff. And that's really great if you already kind of know how to fail. But if you don't, um, and I was raised in a really competitive family where it was like, you know, go get your goals. And if you don't know how to fail, it's, it's tough. And so, yeah, doing something like this where you like your comfort zone maybe starts out like really slim, really tiny, and you take your toe and step out just just a tiny bit where your success or failure isn't going to be catastrophic. And then if you do fail, then you can pick yourself up, dust yourself right. off and maybe even giggle about it. Then it's going to be okay. So it is, it teaches you how to fail in a completely safe way. So when you say that we're able to get to problem solving faster, if we know how to fail, is that because we don't spend the time lamenting our failure and beating ourselves up and feeling sorry for ourselves? We can just step up and say, let's figure out how to make this work. Yeah, this thing happened and you can, you can sort of separate yourself from the failure a little easier. One of the things that I, I preach pretty strongly is to try everything twice. And one is to um, try it for the experience. The other is to try it to make sure you did it right for you. I, I learned that through uh, an experience that I had that didn't go so well. And I went back, so I, I went to, a bar that we have here in St. Louis. It's a pretty famous bar that is known for being like super crowded after baseball games and things like that. It's kind of a kind of a landmark and I had never been and I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go to this landmark. And I found out when I went there that I have crippling, crippling crowd anxiety, like panic attacks. It was awful. So we were there for about three minutes, realized we couldn't find a less crowded spot. And I had a full-on panic attack. It was awful. 
I could have let that be a defining thing where like, we just didn't go to crowded places. Instead, what we did was a little while later, we went back to that place and we kind of had a strategy in place, right? So we were going to get there early. We were going to find a, um, a space that had a little bit more room around us. And we were going to, my husband was going to kind of keep a little more room behind me. In doing that, I was able to go and enjoy this place and really, really love it and go back a couple more times. By doing that, you can, you can give yourself a little bit more space without letting the failure take over you and say, no, this thing is horrible, terrible, awful. It, because you're doing things that you're, you're intentionally saying, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to do something that is not what I'm used to doing. If it doesn't work, I don't really have to do it again. And it's not so big that it's this big, hairy monster that is, um, you know, I'm diving with sharks or something like that that is massive, that it's really going to push all of your buttons at once. If you end up having the problem that you just cannot make mozzarella right, that's okay. Your your life is going to go on pretty much... It, essentially the same as right. when you weren't when weren't trying to make mozzarella. Right. Store sell mozzarella. It's not a big deal. Right. I like that. Yeah. So tell me, did I did I read there that you have a book coming out? I do. Um, August first, my book drops, and it's the book is about um, a lot of these experiences, but it's also about what what kinds of experiences you can do during this, how to connect the science to it, and as well as how to start your own One New Thing project. And more importantly, how to keep it going, because that is really the hardest part, is um, just how to how to integrate this into your life. And, and because when you do it consistently, that's when you see massive, massive changes. Well, that sounds really good. What is the name of the book? The book is called The One New Thing Project, My Journey to Get Unstuck, Breakthrough, and Hustle Joy. All right. Well, I am looking forward. I will buy that and read it. I appreciate that. If people want to find you, how can they find you? So my website is theonenewthingproject.com. That's where the subscription boxes are. That's where um, I've got some other cool swag just to remind you that you do have, um, that you are really brave sometimes when you don't feel like it. And um, you can also contact me at hello at Ann, no E, dash Bingham.com. All right. And I will put those links in the show notes when I do this. We're, we're down to the question. If you had 43 seconds to tell the, and you have the entire world online, what would you tell them? I would tell them not to, not to hesitate, that everything can be fixed, everything can be redone, and people aren't watching you as much as you think they are. Thank you, Anne. All the links we talked about are in the show notes for this episode, and I've added Anne's social links as well. In your journal this week, write down three new things you want to try, and then make a plan to do one a month over the next three months. It's mentally healthy for you, and I am all about exploring what life has to offer. As you decide, remember that you don't have to do anything grand 
expensive, scary, or risky. Just do something new. If you've never gone fishing, go fishing. If you've never weaved a basket, go weaving. Let me know what you tried in the Ideas and Concepts group on Facebook. The link is in the description. I will let you know there what I'm planning on trying in August. Thank you for listening to the Second Mix Podcast. Once again, I am Matthew Bennett. If you are on Apple, please give me five stars and leave a review. Whatever platform you use, you can subscribe to hear the latest episodes of the show. I answer every email sent to matt at secondmix.net, and I love to hear from listeners. If you know of anyone who will find this show helpful or useful, please share this with them. I can't reach them without your help. Take steps that will make your week incredible until we meet again. Keep reflecting, revising, and remixing your life. I'll see you soon.